there we are. We are here with Eric McGaffick. And Jared's back, people. I'm back. Yeah. I'm back at least for now. Yeah, it's been a hot second. Yeah. It has. I've missed it. I really have. I missed you guys. I missed you guys listening and watching. You've not been back for the new setup. I haven't. This yeah. is fantastic. We can all see everything that's going on. I like you got the upper third right up on the top there with yeah. all the stuff. You can really line up our beers right on over there. It's great. There's we plenty of room if you want to throw lower thirds on the bottom. We could do the weather if we wanted. I've toyed with putting up a green screen, and I put one up, but it really didn't serve it's much good, use. It's a good thing today, especially. because I. Yeah, I yeah, especially it's today. I'm pretty thankful I didn't leave it up. Even though I thought about that when I put it up. I was, I was, I've already had it happen with the <laughs> comics when I've been like, do not wear green. And then they read showed up in green. That's why his shirt in the comedy tour promo is yeah. inside out. It's because it had green all over it, and we had to film for that promo but speaking of i got a frame for that poster that's signed by everybody mm. and uh gonna be mounting that thing soon nice nice yeah are they legible some of them but some assholes at the bar <laughs> grabbed it and started using it as like a pitcher like dirty glasses and pitchers and napkins and stuff just sitting on it by the time the comedy was done so i was like hey and I grabbed it from them people okay. are animals they are yeah but, uh, For the record, this used to be your shirt, and you handed it over. It has gotten nothing but compliments. And also some people being like, what? I couldn't <laughs> hear you over your shirt. <laughs> A little bit of both. Uh, yeah. But yeah, thank you. Yeah. So I may still do that with this footage just because it would be funny. <laughs> I thought about that when I put up the green screen as I was like, what am I going to do? Because somebody inevitably is going to wear green. And I was like, I'm just going to say, fuck it. Like, they'll be the background. Yeah, they'll be that. the background. Yeah. But, uh, real got random things. Got like an it. Eiffel Tower on yeah. my chest. But yeah, you know I put up I mean. a green screen and then I didn't really think there was much use for it. Uh, I may put it back up, but I don't know. It, there just didn't seem much. We can, we use can for throw it. graphics up there anyway. Yeah, we can wall. put graphics up there anyway. Eric's head was yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One, I'll, I'll do this it, show like a well the camera's set up now where if there's just two of us we can move it closer it's actually quite comfy yeah these chairs aren't bad yeah, nice. these chairs are pretty solid like the table so what is this here some kind mm -hmm. of pilsner we got this is uh we've got quite the selection night because uh which just gonna say it right now people um we're gonna be reviewing godzilla to king of the monsters tonight on into the episode if you've not seen it spoiler alert uh because we've seen it and we want to talk about it i so, haven't but i don't care yeah you we didn't think you were going to make it so uh yeah. yeah that's your loss that's fine uh we will get you into the theater that's fine this, this is, is try it out i don't know it's trve it's i don't true, know true brewing true brewing i was trying i was like trive no, they're they're in Denver, and they're actually like a heavy metal brewery. Oh, I've heard of those mm. guys. Yeah. Well, there's another one of those collaborations. We had this on. Uh, we I think we had one of these last week, where it was a. You know, it's these from Untitled Art coming out of uh, Wisconsin, the Wanakee or however you say it. Well, basically, no, what they it. are is there's three head brewers, and they kind of have this little collective to where they do. They don't. Their name is Untitled Art, but every can has also art. 
So it's kind of the beer yeah. artwork kind of thing go together. But they just collab with everybody. Am I pulsing a bee? So far, they've all been pretty good. I've had a couple of them. The only one that I've been really disappointed in was the pineapple terpene. It was just too much. Cool. I almost grabbed that one, and I didn't. I grabbed this one because I love a good Pilsner. Mm-hmm. It's summer. It's the time for Pilsners. And this is a Pilsner with South African hops. South African. And uh, yeah, Pilsners is going to be the next wave of I hope so. tinkering with beers. Yeah. But yeah, 5% alcohol. The artist on the can is Stephanie Heyman. So. It's pretty good. I could drink this. Yeah, it's a good Pilsner. And Pilsners are, you know, I've said it a billion times. It's a easy beer, but hard to master. Mm-hmm. Beer to brew, you know, it's hard to do a good Pilsner. Nowhere to hide. They just have that good crispness that you're looking yeah. for. Super light. That'll do. Yeah. Yeah, this place kind of reminds you of a dungeon when you go there. They've got just, like, seriously, metal music blasting. So you kind of go in there knowing the idea of what you're getting into. So, See, that's what Dynamic Ales needs to do. Just, like, a dungeon. Yeah. Yeah. They would thrive in a dungeon. Just barrels everywhere. Just be, like, lined up with barrels. I would like this, like, dry hopped. I bet that, uh, I guarantee you this is dry hop. There's no way this is not a dry hop pilsner. Maybe it is, yeah. Just based off what Untitled Art does and True also, they're kind of, like every sour they have is usually dry hop. Mm -hmm. So chances are that's a dry hop pilsner. Look at that, Randy. Yeah, we're missing you, Randy. Yeah. We're not live tonight. If you guys are watching this episode, we recorded this intentionally to go live, but, uh, there was a Randy problem arise. Rowdy Randy was not here to solve it. So, thanks, Randy. But yeah, this will be out on like Thursday. I'll probably put out put it up tomorrow morning. Give a five percent African Queen hops. Word. Yeah, they're just a bunch of gypsy brewers. Can dig it. Pills, nah. Yeah, it's pretty good. And we got we got these for sippers, these Mill Creek. Yeah, we don't need to talk about those. All right. Yeah, they're old. Yeah, 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 yeah. they're old. We've been drinking on them for weeks. Yeah, oh, okay. just kind of yeah. old beer we're trying to get rid of now, and it's usually the the buddy sippers. We're just like here. These are not any count. They're old, fresh. They're really good, but no, it's not terrible. No. I've good had, for, it's good for hot weather. I've had worse. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good for hot weather. All right, I'm going to move on and open another beer here. All right. This is uh, from Braxton Brewing, the Tropic Flare, New England style IPA, Galaxy, Citra, and Mosaic. Hmm. Oh, there's a good chunk of flavor text in the back of this, too. I see that. I see that. We got to get some more glasses. That's Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, this beer for the price is delicious. You've had this one? Yeah. This one I don't think I have. 
Well, what fuck is- yeah. That makes me proud because I've nailed your flavor profile. Yeah, I know. Juice. Yep. Juice. Juice. Has it got coconut? Yep. Yeah. Got candy in it? Yep. Yeah. Is it sour? Yep. Is it juice? Yep. Not really hard to please. There you go. Let me get a... Uh, I want a song for this. This is... Uh, you got to do the main theme, man. Can you do it? The main theme? What do you mean? Yeah, from Godzilla, the 54. Oh, I can do... Not for this. Okay. Reading this, though. Let's see. I don't think these other ones have really good. Uh, no, I had a. It's also pretty good. Let's see here. Okay, so like I said, this is the Braxton Triple Dry Hopped Tropic Flare. New England style IPA with Galaxy Citra Mosaic hops. <laughs> I knew I needed some of this like goofy like techno vacation music. Uh, practice makes hazy perfection. This straw yellow hazy IPA was carefully refined over a year of innovation and experimentation at Braxton Labs. Tropic Flare New England style IPA is triple dry hop. See dry hop there and loaded with over four pounds per barrel of Galaxy Citra and Mosaic hops, amplifying the burst of fresh tropical aromas with each sip. Hefty additions of flaked oats and lactose provide a smooth, creamy finish for a true-to-style New England IPA crafted to perfection. 6.8% ABV, 35 IBU. There you go. I thought that was some pretty good vacation music there. Enjoyed it. <laughs> I went and I rolled the dice on that. I'd not listened to that previously. Makes me want to watch Night at the Roxbury. But it has the, the three hops everybody loves. Galaxy, Citra, Mosaic. Oh, it smells good. Mm-hmm. It smells real good. For mm-hmm. a four-pack to be, give or take, 10 bucks or $11, you can't beat it. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. Super refreshing. It's very light. Which you don't get with a lot of New England IPAs, I feel. It is really light for a New England IPA. Four pounds per barrel. I like that a hell of a lot, actually. Speaking of four pounds per barrel, and for a uh, real quick shout-out, let's do Monkey Town real quick. Kirby, yeah. congratulations. Yeah. Four years. Woo, nice job. So, uh, welcome to four, hopefully 40 more years, buddy. Yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. Cheers. Huzzah. Because he went a little hop crazy on a beer, so four pounds per mm. barrel kind of made me kind of laugh for a second. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, seriously, the price point on that, compared to paying like six or seven dollars for something else, do it all day. Oh, yeah. No, that's good. We had a Braxton on here, I think, last week, and it was uh, it was very pleasing. I can't remember what it was. But I think that could be a testament to how pleasing it was. Yeah, Covington. So that's right below Cincinnati. It's kind of like the river divides Covington yeah. from Cincinnati. Hmm. We also do our history here on Bruchette. Thank you for bringing that. Very welcome. Hmm. What are these you brought, Jared? Um, I brought a couple ciders that Heather got for me at the Renaissance Festival. 
And by history, I meant ge geography, by the way. Yeah, and you won. Yeah, let's do this. Chat about it. Let's open this thing. Yeah, this is the Peach into the Choir. And these, by the way, both of these are only available at the Georgia Renaissance Festival. Uh, so I've been holding on to them for a couple weeks. Uh, but yeah, you can, yeah. and they've got like stuff you can. I was having a conversation earlier today about how I wish there was more sessionable meads out there. Because mm -hmm. most mm. meads you get are 14 or 13% alcohol. And these are like six, five and a half. So yep. like get the flavors of it without just being destroyed after like, a, if that was an original mead, we'd be. Oh yeah. Face down. Yeah. Definitely a tall boy of, yeah, mead. Uh, nope, this is 16 ounces of 5.3% ABV Peach Tea Session Mead by Monk's, Reed Monk's honor, Meadery, sir. Georgia's first meadery. So, yeah. Just so you know, it's made with natural tea and some sediment is possible. Mm. I like the sediment. Yes. I don't know why it's like, it lets me know it's like, I like orange juice with like got extreme shit. amounts of pulp. Yeah. So sediment does I not I hate bother. that. I hate that so much. It's we were chunky. actually talking about changing the orange juice orange juice in our restaurant to get More pulp. No. No pulp. Pulp free is the way to be. Say no to pulp. I do like me some like me some peaches. A nice Georgia Ooh, peach. Smells peachy. Is there flavor text on this? No, it's just a checklist. Damn. It's a checklist I was, ho of stuff I was to hoping there was something I could... That was like, well, down here in the south, we got <laughs> with these nice Georgia peaches. You know, or, you know whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, we can tea. do something like that. Made with real Georgia peaches. Just make peaches it up to go. the choir. Yeah. Oh, that's good. What's the ABV on this? Uh, five and a half. Hmm. Oh, 5.3. I'm saying, sessionable. Like Session sessionable. I like this a lot. Me too. Did you Mead get this? Too. Did you get this at the Renaissance? Heather brought it for me from the Georgia yeah. Festival. Did yeah. anybody read the name yet? Peach into the choir. I did. Yes. Okay. I, I just really got it. Like when I looked. It's good. There's like a little angel there. Yes, and, it's perfect. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty great. I so, I wish I had a peach to drop in this. Mm, that just would be like nice. as a just garnish. Like garnish. Yeah. Peach, mm -hmm. peachy. I like that a lot. That's pretty good. Yeah. I could drink those all day. I think peaches are an underrated fruit. I think so too. Yeah, I don't know. They, they get it's a lot really of... not too sweet either. No, it's like if you combined an apple and an orange in a way, maybe a pear. But yeah, a pear. Yeah, but a pear is just like a more serious apple. I like pears. I like pears a lot. Some people hate on the pears. I'm not a big pear fan. It's like I said, it's a serious apple. Pear? Apple's got all sorts of different outfits. Like they're looking a party. That's true. Yeah. 50, 50 no, you get those Danju pears. Pears fucking They just pear. like explode in your mouth, man. They're like super juicy. That's my only problem with pears is that they're hard to eat because you get juice everywhere. But I love it because it's super juicy. Mm. See, that's why I like peaches. And I like eating that fuzz. Yep. Sucking on the pit at the end there. It's good fiber. It is. <laughs> Suck on that fuzz. <laughs> yeah. It's just fun to smell this thing. I like that a lot. I believe yeah, the other one's really actually good. different, too. It is. It is Dude, different. let's compare let's. and contrast. All right. Butterscotch? The, the butter. Yeah. Dude, that's totally going to taste like the Ooh, your grandfather's butter candy. Buzz, butterscotch Dude, I hope made. it does. If this tastes like a Werther's original, 
I'm I'm actually really look, excited look, look right now. I didn't know what that was. There. Yeah, there's yeah. no yeah. way. A charming blend of vanilla, spice, and maple. It's delicious. Six point six percent. Uh, Monk's Meadery, also George's first meadery. And just so you know, well, it's over now, but um, it looks like if you buy tickets online and use the promo code Monk's Mead, you get 25% off the Georgia Renaissance Festival. But it ended June 2nd. But uh, for next year, hopefully these guys will be back. This is, like I said, Georgia's first meadery, and they are only available at the Georgia Renaissance Festival. Hmm. So. I actually have a hmm. friend named Trey who uh, goes to Athens quite a bit, and he used to work for Southern Brewing. And he's a big mead guy. So Well, like Tim Shields makes a lot of mead. I know nothing about mead. It's good or it's not. Well, most meads are super heavy. That's what What's the difference between a mead and a right. cider? Well, it's honey. Yeah. Ah, Cider's apple, meads, honey. meads, honey wine. Honey wine, yep. Well, that's got peaches in it, but it's calling itself a sessionable mead. Well, it is. It's because they, they, they backed off the honey and you kept, can it, still, kept it low in alcohol. You can still taste mm. the honey in here, definitely. So the honey is the main thing that causes alcohol right. in yes. mead. Okay. It's like instead honey, of a little using, sugar, and it's just you know. Yeah. Okay. It's like instead of priming sugar, you use honey. Yeah. Hmm. And just taste is taste is all yeast wants is, is sugar. Yeah. So it doesn't matter how you get it in there. Is it possible to make alcoholic honey? It's called mead. No, but I mean alcoholic honey, where it's like still. I mean, I'm sure. Like spreadable, could, like I could make toast and get drunk. I mean, off you of could it. fuse alcohol in mostly anything as long as it's not hot and bulls at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's that guy, Epics, that used to cook the breakfast with, like, whiskey? Or, like, poured, like, a, a whole fifth of whiskey oh, and, like, maple yeah. syrup and put it on pancakes? And they would get mm. drunk from it. Hmm. Well, there you go. You can always use um, some butterscotch schnapps, or you can use some oh, uh, man, Frangelico. <laughs> I was not expecting that taste. I almost feel like this is what... It smells terrible, though. But God, it's delicious. It smells oh. terrible. It does smell terrible, but... Ooh, at first it tastes terrible, and then it tastes so good. No, nah, man, this is good. Ooh, it I tastes like Christmas. It, mm, it does, kind of. It tastes like Christmas. Uh, but it smells like dead bugs. It smells like the floor of a Cracker Barrel. I almost feel like this yeah. is what uh, Harry Potter, like this is butterbeer. Yeah, this is what I would, yeah, honestly, this is what I would imagine butterbeer to be. I was so disappointed to go to Universal Studios and find out that butterbeer is just butterscotch soda. It's not actual beer. It should be. It, yeah, why is it not uh, alcoholic? Because like, it's like root beer, not like Yeah, it's just beer. butterscotch soda. Ginger yeah, beer. Yeah, but still have like an adult version. Yeah. Like, this is what they could serve as real butterbeer. Mm. I'm going to write that down because uh, it's a good buzzword for when I post this episode. Good butter buzzword. Butterbeer, not buttercup. But, yeah, I, I, I seriously had a conversation earlier today this that guy, and I was like, man, there needs to be meads that are just like canned meads, sessionable meads. So it's kind of way this worked out that we – here I am talking about it early in the day. and saw yeah. your first like – Mm-hmm. That's good. But there's no way you could can like a 14% alcohol mead and let these people walk around and drink them. No. They would die. No way. 
That'd be only on draft at the Renaissance Festival. It would turn into a real Renaissance Festival. <laughs> right. So the smell yeah. was a shocker. Yeah. Once you know but it's like happening. Once, yeah, once I let it happen to me. It's still a bad smell. Yeah, it is. It's got kind of a, yeah, it's a like, horsey Like dead smell. centipede sort of smell. It's the Renaissance mm. Festival. What do you think it would smell like? True. Valid point. You're not smelling it. At the Renaissance Festival. You've been yeah. on the farm enough to know that that's, yeah. a, that's a common smell. It kind of smells like farm. a farm, yeah. There that's why is. I was saying it smelled horsey. It is really good, though. Yeah, it tastes good. Yeah, this is what butterbeer for Harry Potter should be. For real. Yeah. But it's definitely remnant. Like, it tastes just like a Werther's. A little sweeter, but definitely on the flavor profile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that first bit is just really rough, though. It's weird. And then it's just like candy. Mm. I'm actually reading some of the checklist. See the joust. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotta. Eat something on a stick. Mm-hmm. That's Easy questionable. No, it's fine. Well, have you, okay, so before you go on, have you ever <laughs> been to a Renaissance festival? No. So you can get... Chicken on a stick. You can get bacon wrapped turkey leg on a stick. Well, if you well, bring your girlfriend there, does that count? You can bring on a stick. Well, I'm if talking you eat about it on a stick. Sh- she eats something on a stick. That's fine. Yeah, you right, can so wrap your dick in bacon if that's what you're getting at. Yeah. yeah, she can eat that. That's fine. As long as you can take a picture, I guess, and send it to the website. Or So I kind of feel like. I don't know, is this I don't know kind what of it's like asking for on there. Role models, like the LARPing thing. Is that what it's called? Kind of. Okay. But, this is, but no, not like they're not fighting, but it's it's about like. When you get there, you there are people in costume. Yes, okay, it's yes. it's like a craft they're, fair. They're speaking but like they're speaking for sooth. Okay. It's like a mix between a craft fair and a like Comic Con convention. Gotcha. So everybody's yeah. in character, and it's kind of like the a people, whole. Yeah, the, you're, trying the, to, you're trying to replicate the environment of a Renaissance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah the buildings gotcha. look old timey. There are the and people you get that fucked work up there. and watch joust. Yeah. yeah, there is an actual joust. Uh, the one in Georgia is came from my standards because I went to Renaissance fairs in Maryland and Maryland state sport is jousting. Hmm. So, yeah, fun fact. I like this one. Bring the washing wheel winches some mead. Yeah, there's Got the washing. It. Yeah, the uh, Hey Nunny Nunny, I believe, yeah. is their troop name. Con- confess sins at the Hey Nunny Nunny show. Yeah, yeah, confess your sins at the Hey Nunny Nunny. So it's like specific things. On their cans, because that's the only place you can get it. I'm totally going to go to this next year. It's so much fun. I didn't get to go. I bought myself fucking expensive, fancy boots from Son of Sandler. And any of you listening or watching who know who Son of Sandler are, they've been making Renaissance Fair boots for, like, since the Renaissance. I don't know why they've you don't been, wear them every day. They've been gone for, like, six generations. You've seen my boots, right? Yeah. Yeah, I um, should wear them You could be day. wearing them. I can't wear them at work. They're not non-slit. Make them non-slit. Could. Yeah, I could every day. I mean, I'm they not look work, like you could leap. They're very leaperish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like you could yeah, leap very nice, well. I spent a lot of money on those shoes. Well, back in that day, you had to have like a lot of like feet. boots. Yeah, it yeah. Was the true. Nikes back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. So but I've got a story I want to talk about. Haven't gotten to use them yet. That I heard from somebody. Okay. On good authority, and it's uh it's about a brewery that all y'all know. And uh, I've I've talked to you about this. I'll tell you after the show, Jared. I don't want to okay. call them out on air if it's not something they don't want to air. No need. But uh, yeah, heard this story in good authority. But it's about a, a famous brewery. We had their beers on here a couple times. We've even uh, maybe called them a couple times. Okay. 
If that, uh, for any longtime listeners, maybe we've called these people a couple times and talked to, uh, talked quote, to some of these people. Or should I not say a quote? Friends of the show. Uh, say a quote. Doggone good. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Mo- which and, most uh, of their beers are. Yeah. Okay. And so this story I heard is that apparently when this brewery first opened, weed wasn't 100% legal in California yet. You know, it was medical and then, or it was decriminalized and then mm-hmm. medical. And I'm not sure exactly where it falls in there, but weed wasn't 100% legal. And even if it was, it's still like they've got issues on grow ops and things. Like there's laws. Well, this brewery came to be known as the place to go to smoke you some weed. Oh, really? Like if you wanted to smoke weed and you also wanted to drink some beer, go on down to this Head brewery. Okay. Yeah, they'll take care of you. It became so much of a thing that the police started to get word of it. And even even that, it became so much of a thing that not only did the police get word of it, they had a guy go undercover and get hired at the brewery because they were suspicious that there was a grow operation going on at the oh, brewery shit. or they were using the brewery to funnel money right. or, or something to do with drugs. And so there was a cop working undercover at the brewery for some time. And so then there was a, uh, a staff party or a holiday party or something such as that. And the cop hadn't seen any weed up until this, uh, till this time. And keep in mind, this came up from when uh, the person I heard this from wanted to smoke some weed at said brewery. And the brewer told him, he was like, yeah, we can smoke some weed, but we got to go over there. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. they're not allowed to smoke right. weed there anymore. Right. So, yeah, so it never became a problem for this undercover officer. He never saw any weed. Up until a staff party or holiday party or something like that. And they started passing around this comically sized joint. And then he stood up and was, uh, guys, I'm going to have to arrest you all. I'm an undercover officer. Blah, blah, blah. Just because they, you know, in that case, you're just looking for a reason to have people come bust in there. To raid the place. Mm-hmm. You know, that's all you're looking for as an officer. because, so, And they were convinced there was a grow operation or money laundering or something nefarious going he's on. like, I gotta show them something. And Jesus. it was just a bunch of brewers smoking weed, but smoking so much weed that Jeez. it became an issue. And uh, so, yeah. Sometimes, man. You gotta kill it. There was nothing, and uh, now you can't smoke weed at that brewery anymore. Even though it's legal now. I want to know a couple things that you're not going to be able to answer, Tanner. But how long was the cop undercover working at the brewery? And what position did he or she serve? It was in the brewery as far as I know. Uh, I don't know how long it was. But it seemed like a considerable. Just from contacts clues, I picked up like four to six months. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like if you didn't know about like brewing, you get keg yeah. washing. That's what you do for yeah. a living. You just yeah. wash kegs because they go. It's like a revolving door yeah. of just kegs constantly. Always coming through. Yeah, maybe cleaning out the mash tun or something like that. That's that's pretty much like robotic. Unless you're Wonderlinger that- and you convince people to pay you two hundred fifty dollars to do it. <clears throat> just saying. Shots fired. Oh man. Did you see was that? that? Was that a whip noise with a gun action? Is that what's going yeah. on? Yeah, okay. yeah, it's a All whip right, gun. Whip gun. Yeah. Just checking. It just shoots checking. whips. Just trying to figure out your loadout, <laughs> bro. Not, it, 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 
It's not lethal. <laughs> shoots it, whips. Wait, well, wait, wait. It's okay, not that's, lethal. It's not well, lethal. Though. No, no, no. Because that's the opposite of what I thought it was. I thought it was a whip with a gun on the end. And when you whip no, it, it's it a pulls gun the that shoots whips. Oh, it shoots out yeah. whips. Okay, well, whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> that's yeah. totally different. Okay, <laughs> just right. let you well, know it doesn't kill you. Know. Okay. Yeah. No. Right, did you it just see that? The whips. There was a thing posted that Wonderlinger posted trying to. Uh, I'm not trying to talk shit here, but this is ridiculous. Shot. I think because you did Red a bottle fight. share or not a bottle share a uh, a brewer for a day event with Naked River, and. They're trying to do a brewer for a day thing, but you pay $250. Mm. Like. Yeah, Naked. When Naked River did it, it was what, like 20 bucks to bring. Yeah, it was 20 bucks. And then they get to sell and do some shit with the beer. Yeah. And it's an event for them. Even us, uh, when we went and brewed with Chattanooga Brewing Company, it mm-hmm. was a thing we had won through a contest yeah. or whatever. But yeah, it was like. They still got to sell the beer. And that's the thing. If they, you still get they they're right, making they're the making money, money off the beer. Like at the end of the day, even down there at Chattanooga Brewing Company, I'm no sli- nothing to them. But we basically gave them some free labor for a day. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, you know, it's like. But it's also well, Alan you know, did. He yeah. cleaned up and everything. But it was like. Yeah, but he was also you know, hey, my beer's on draft at CBC, yeah, which is cool. Yeah. For somebody that you know doesn't work, but yeah, it's still them in making the beer the money. industry. It's but still them it's like, pulling in the pulling in the dough. That's yeah, true. Yeah, That's they're true. making the money off of it, not yeah. the person. To, Unless the like, beer's no good, but seem to go. But if it won a pro am, yeah. yeah. But from the what I saw, the naked or the Wonderlinger thing, it was just you're still brewing their beer. You may get some of it, but oh yeah. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it, it seemed it seemed kind of ridiculous, but uh, other beer news. I have to stay out of this one. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Like I said, I'm just saying I thought it was kind of ridiculous. Is all I'm saying. Um, Budweiser pledged to reach 100% green energy, and they're doing it four years early. Good for them. Yeah, just thought that the, was pretty cool. The the New Deal. They're they're being part of this green new deal. Yeah, the green new deal. Yeah, good for them. So the the only thing that kind of catches me off by this is okay. Yes, yeah, so your plants are going to be that, but how many trucks do you have delivering yeah. your beer in a mass market that's doing way worse than your brewery's doing? I th- yeah, I think it's just that's production. my shots fired. I think I think it's just production. From the way I read it, it's it has nothing to do with distribution or it's just solely production. They could get electric trucks yeah they have well they got to spend 75 billion dollars to have super bowl commercials that's true that is true. name a craft brewery that spent that much money on anything to uh advertise oh wait they don't have to because it sells itself also true yeah, although is- there's still you know what what just around here could be done we could make it so that we don't have to ship our shit all the way to goddamn knoxville and yeah. then back down in order yeah. to distribute it. That's all government there. Well, they should hop on that Green New Deal and make us drive less. Mm-hmm. I agree. It'd be way easier to ship from, I don't know, Big River downtown. Or maybe to Big River just uh, let that federal law be abolished 
Yeah. That says that we have to have a distribution company. She let like ninety seven percent all federal laws be. Abolished. I was just yeah. about to say, don't yeah. even get me started. I, I was talking to someone at work about that same thing earlier today. Like they are three hundred fucking years old. And they let's, have no let's clue. try again. We have the internet now. Half of them are falling asleep. Falling asleep. They're literally falling asleep during Congress meetings. <laughs> I mean Yeah. And they're gonna make three hundred thousand dollars the rest of their life. So what we need to do is run for Congress. Let's just run it for one term, and we get $250,000 for the rest of our life if we only run one term. That's a perfect retirement plan. That is pretty great. Yeah. I mean, with government, like, all health benefits, everything, yeah, let's do it. I'm down. Actually, that's not a terrible plan. plan. (laughs) It's not a terrible plan. Except you got to spend stuff for, you you know, in the first place, you got to spend a bunch to... Get those get, T-shirts and the signs yeah, all and all stuff. that. You just yeah. got to convince a it's lot a of stupid people or something. It, it's or that smart simple. people. Well, yeah, but see, but, then you get in a uh, you get in a uh, Brewster's Millions sort of thing where he was running on the "Don't Vote for Me" campaign, and everyone of, loved it and voted for him. I know I've brought up Brewster's Millions on here before, the original one, mm-hmm. not the remake, which I heard about. But a lot of people that. that really inherit money are stupid. They really are. I mean, just most people are yeah. stupid in general. And money just makes them even more stupid. They just have more money to be stupid. Have you seen Brewster's Millions? Yes. You have? Okay. With Richard Pryor? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he has to spend his money. I mean, have you seen Blank Check? Remember that movie? Yes. All right. I do. He only got a million bucks. I know, still. but He somehow bought that giant castle on a million bucks. And a roller coaster. And a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. He got so much shit, that kid. This is going to tie in later to a whole, like, it's back when movies are supposed to be fun. Yeah. Juice. Speaking of movies, I heard a nifty piece of uh, movie news today that got me very excited. I like the movie. Do you you guys, did you guys see Django Unchained? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that a lot. Fucking love that movie. Yeah, same. It's fantastic. Well, apparently there was a sequel comic to that movie where Django teamed up with Zorro. And apparently, there is going to be a movie. Oh, my God. And that, that's been the highlight of my week. Like, because I'm like, I love Zorro. I don't know why. He's just awesome. He's got a whip. You know? As, as we've already established, yeah. Tanner likes whips. He's got a whip. I like Indiana Jones. He's got a whip. He's mm-hmm. got a hat. He's got a cool bandana. He's in all black. So, Natasha probably likes him. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, he rides horses and, like, I don't know, he's swat. He's... Mexican James yeah. Bond in the 18th century, mm-hmm. you know, maybe 19th. I Whenever don't know. it Whatever is, whatever it is, yeah. yeah. Like I said, geography, but, not history. Yeah. You know, is but Tarantino doing it? He's somehow involved, really? and apparently, uh, Jamie Foxx is going to come back. He'd have to, yeah. And they'll recast Zorro, which I've been waiting for them to do a Zorro remake. Hmm. As long as it doesn't end up like Cowboys and Aliens. Because that was terrible. That was, that was, a, based that was on a, a fun movie, though. Yeah, and actually, side note, that movie was way better than the comic, which was god-awful. That's yeah, I enjoyed it, but I didn't go in expecting anything crazy from it. Yeah, it was all right. Which, it, was, it was miles beyond the comic, which was just garbage. Which this seems like a perfect segue <laughs> to get into what we're here to talk about tonight. So we went and saw Godzilla... King of the Monsters, mm-hmm. uh, last Thursday, deciding we were going to review it tonight. And uh, overall, I liked it. I liked it. Let's um, 
I don't want to blow all of our wads at once here, but just overall thoughts. Yeah. So my overall thought is I've been a Godzilla fan ever since I can remember. So this is your childhood back when we were at the age. There's guys in costumes. I mean, it literally was guys in costumes, and we loved it. And then now, as a father to a six-year-old, it's re-released in theaters to amazing CGI, like great sound, and my six-year-old sat through the whole thing and loved every minute of it. So it gets to the point to where you should know what you're going into. Movies are supposed to be fun. At some point, we've shifted this agenda to it has to mean something. It's like, no, I go there to disappear. Mm-hmm. But the movie itself, if you are a Godzilla fan, you absolutely loved it. If you don't know about Godzilla, you probably hated it because you don't know Godzilla. Well, and that's, uh, that's basically my thoughts. And another example of that is we got a realistic Godzilla movie in 1998 with Puff Daddy and Roland Emmerich. Mm-hmm. And it was a giant fucking atomic iguana dinosaur. That was a realistic Godzilla movie. These aren't that. This movie was purely... Well, and this trilogy of movies, because also I seem to be having an issue of people going into this movie and being like, it was terrible, but you've not seen the other two. You You don't watch Return of the Jedi... Without watching A New yeah, Hope and Empire movie. Strikes Back, but like, the, it's a series. So so here's my thing, because I've heard the same thing. I have not seen the movie. I've heard that, too, but I can still enjoy Return of the Jedi as an awesome movie. Yeah, but that's because you've someone, seen the other two. I'm saying... Right, but if, 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 as a if you went into movie, it fresh... As a standalone movie, it gives you the crawl beforehand. It gives you a little bit of backstory. <clears throat> You're still introduced to the characters. You get their names at the beginning and stuff like that, and then you go through, and it's... It's a different plot than the first one, and it is a continuation, but you can see it on its own, and it's still an awesome movie. One, you can see this movie on its own, and it's just monster fights. Except see, th- someone, someone this one starts out they, the same thing, though. You, they, they clip to the last movie. So even they don't tie in a lot of the characters that are not in the first movie into the second one. They tie in the new characters and a scene that is from the first one. So you really don't have to see the first one, but it would help way better to actually okay. see it. Oh, you and, like, and see it, the same thing from a different and it's perspective. It's also just That's being a fan of Godzilla, it's fun because they allude to stuff in there that, which one thing I really like about the series, and with this series, I mean the Godzilla from 2014, Godzilla 1 from 2014, Kong Skull Island from, I think, 2017, and then this movie. They all go together. It's a cinematic universe, and I would argue that it's the second best cinematic universe next to the Marvel one. At least as far as, like, no, it's coherent. There's shit going on. And the way they've set it up is they don't entirely knock it out of the realm of possibility that the old Godzilla movies and the old King Kong movies didn't happen. Hmm. It's it's not really addressed, but it's not knocked out of the realm of possibility. And I think that's kind of cool, is that the whole thing of them taking cool. a 50-foot-tall monkey to Brooklyn... To perform on stage, that could have still happened. Mm -hmm. And that was a super young King Kong. Mm -hmm. Well, to understand the monsterverse, it's basically saying that these are the gods. So in this in this realm, this this universe, the original gods were these people. That's what all the all the stories written about, the giants, the monsters, that was the that's what they're called Titans. So Mm 
when you when you go in there seeing that, it kind of changes the whole monster verse to where you have this whole open gamut to anything you can do. Yeah, and they they've got the hollow earth theory in there, which I've always thought was interesting. Is that there's not a solid core to the earth; it's hollow. There's mm-hmm. tunnels, and that's where all these fuckers have been hiding at. And like, I can see the gripes. Uh, like a lot of people, it's yeah. like, well, the 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 story with the people was boring. I couldn't follow. It's like, why are you going to watch this? This is nothing more than a WWE match with monsters. Right, with and, and it's like, monsters. they the CGI is fucking great. It looks fucking great. I don't care what the people are doing. Like that was that was one of the things that I was thinking too because, um, what's it? Pacific Rim. Yeah, was great. Machines fighting monsters. Are you talking about the first or second? I'm talking about number one. Yeah. I didn't see number Fuck two. Fuck number two. Yeah, two don't terrible. exist. We didn't don't even talk look. about it. The, yeah. The, the first one was kind of cinematic genius because the mm. plot was terrible and the acting was awful. And every time there was dialogue, I was totally taken out of it. But most of it was giant fucking robots fighting giant fucking monsters. And it looked amazing. Even having come out, that's like, what this movie. Ago, is. Yeah, this said, like, Pacific Rim ain't got anything on this one. Really yeah, that's is. what. Like a big gripe of the 2014 Godzilla was that there was enough Godzilla. There was 14 minutes of big monster footage in the whole movie, and that was the gripe. Which that's not a big deal. There's only 15 minutes of dinosaurs in Jurassic Park, wow, so it's not a yeah. huge deal. Like that's, it's all about. The way you film, like Jaws, Mm -hmm. you don't see the shark for a large amount of time. It's all about the suspense. suspense. Yeah. And uh, so the first one was filmed like Jaws. You mentioned this when we watched it the other week before we went to see the sequel, is it's filmed like Jaws, and it's set up like these monster movies where it builds suspense. But people want to see these uh, just monster fights. And that was a Godzilla movie where when they rebooted it, they were like, no, we'll make it this way to try to make rap for people that don't like rap. Gotcha. You know? It's like, we're going to make a Godzilla movie that's old school Godzilla, but for people that don't like Godzilla. It didn't necessarily work. It didn't necessarily hook those people in. But the people that really liked Godzilla were like, Mm -hmm. no, we like this. We want more of this. Mm -hmm. And that's what this movie is, is this is a classic Godzilla movie, but just with incredible effects and graphics. It's not guys in costumes. No, it looks phenomenal. Like you can, there's many scenes I guarantee you that are like backdrops on people's computers. Like with Gator. Oh, it looked gorgeous. Which that also leads to something though is, and I mentioned this to you is the first one. I felt like Godzilla was fucking huge. The scale that they were able to capture in that you don't get that same sense of scale. Well, you didn't in this, in this one because Ghidorah is almost maybe 250 feet tall. But I should have gotten that with Ghidorah, and I didn't necessarily get it, but that's a very minor gripe. Like, very minor. But well, overall, like, I fucking loved it. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like scale at the point where you guys are talking would be really important. Like, I know, actually, uh, my my girlfriend's son has watched the, like, progression of Godzilla thing, and he's gotten taller and taller. Oh, he yeah. watches on, that, on that's YouTube a good or whatever. one, though. Yeah, he watches that all the time. Uh, but, he, yeah, he gets taller and taller and taller, and then, like, sometimes shorter. But, I mean, if they're supposed to be titans, like you guys are saying, 
is something else supposed to be two hundred something feet bigger than that? Like, I mean, if they're well, the, you got well, Ghidorah the, is. You yeah. got it. You got to realize that. Like, I don't. I don't Godzilla. This monster verse with this Godzilla is completely separate from any other Godzilla before it. So, but see, that's what I was saying earlier. Is they don't it, say it's not. Yeah. But they set it up to where all the other shit could have happened. Yes, I mean, but it's just been kept it's, hush it's, hush it's because they in, allude to the twins. Yeah, it's tied in. It's tied into the original like concept of Godzilla, but it, this one it's its own Godzilla. It, it's kind of like the different Spider-Mans. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you have certain Spider-Man series, you have another Spider-Man series, and you have this one. So this is unique just to this series, mm-hmm. and that's the way they're doing it. But the twins is. See, that's another thing. The first time you go see a movie, you're kind of just like shocked and awed. And I took my son to see it on Monday and really got to pay attention to it. And I, I miss the twins. I really miss the twins that are in like the original Godzilla Mothra yeah. movies that like, control Mothra, essentially. Yeah, yeah. For those that are watching and may not know, and you may not know, but Mothra originally, um, and they allude to it in this movie where they've been researching echolocation. And that's a huge MacGuffin of the film that they lead around is they have this device called the echo or the orca. And it's basically a echolocation sort of sonic device that they can use to communicate with the Titans. It basically finds an alpha signal and it controls the alpha signal. So it draws, that's what they're all drawn to. This technology comes from some pre technology from these two twins that were previously working with Monarch. Okay. That, could use that to control Mothra. And that was a whole thing in the original series is Mothra could be sort of controlled and communicated with via these two Asian girls. <laughs> and they would like All come right. down and hula dance and shit and they could communicate. So it was a way to, it brings shit like that in that's old lore, which, and that's why we're both saying it's an old classic Godzilla movie, but I just gotcha. modernized and made to look fucking great. Well, also, if you remember from the 1954 one, they kill Godzilla with the oxygen destroyer. Yep, the oxygen destroyer. So I completely br- forgot about that. They bring that back in here, too, and it essentially kills Godzilla. And in the original series, Mothra was never a bad... She was always the queen of the yeah. monsters. Yeah. You have the king and the queen, and Mothra was always the one. So when you see the movie, it's going to make sense to when you see the Oxygen Destroyer kills Godzilla. If you've not seen the original, it makes no sense. You're like, well, that's just some stupid plot that somebody was like, throw that yeah. in there. No, it seems stupid. It's like, who would name it Oxygen Destroyer? But that, but it's that's what it's called. Yeah, yeah. 1954. And so it's, it's purely just an updated graphically version of an old Godzilla movie. That's like, pretty neat. And I'll tell you this. Tanner was there to witness this also. After Godzilla gets hit with Oxygen Destroyer, he goes down to uh, basically the the hollow earth to where the earth's core re- recharges him because it's nuclear. Mm-hmm. So uh, Dr. Shirazawa, Ken Watanabe, you know, God rest yep. him. He dies. Sorry, people. You should know this before you. Uh, he goes down there and drops a nuke in Godzilla to supercharge him. So as he comes right, like out of the... absorbs nuclear energy. Yes, yeah. As he comes out of the ocean, you never really hear it. But all of a sudden, they blast the 1954 score, like, modernized. And there was a dude to the right of us that just started, like, fist pumping and oh just, like, God. pumping. He, and I even told Ted, I was like, dude, I got chills during that. I was like, that was crazy. Because it, it brought back everything you remember yeah. from that original movie. That's pretty No, cool. it is seriously just those old Godzilla movies in the goofy suits. It is that modernized. Yeah. With better graphics They've got all the same moves. They're not adding and subtracting any of their power moves and all that. 
they've still got him. Like uh, one of Rodan's is when he flies, he produces gale force winds. Yeah, it destroys and town. It, it's not even that he's trying to attack. It's just him trying to fly around, and it'll just just obliterate <laughs> towns. And uh, and then Ghidorah, he brings like hurricane force winds with him wherever he goes, just because he's so big. Yeah, his atmosphere creates like Category Six storms, like storms. Yeah. Because actually, the second time I watched it, I never noticed that it was Washington D.C. that was just covered. Mm-hmm. Like everything's destroyed in Washington D.C. It doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Because yeah, Gitter just like, hung around, just chilling there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the human plot is whatever. It's there to because you can't have action it's, the whole movie. Yeah, it wear it's, you out. Yeah, you right. can't have action the whole movie. You have to have it broken up by something, and you have to have humans that you can relate to. So there's this whole sort of. The parents lost a son in the attack in, from the first movie, and they're sad, and they both so they work divorced, for Monarch, but though. they work for Monarch. So you've got to have a human element to relate to it, but if you're an old-school Godzilla movie fan, you will love this movie because that's all it is. It's an old-school Godzilla movie, but with dope-ass Game of Thrones-style dragon graphics. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and each one of Ghidorah's heads has a different personality. So, say I'm in the minority and I'm not an old-school Godzilla fan. Is it still worth me going to go see for the... I mean, you said it's the Game of Thrones dragon-style big monster combat. It looks cool as fuck. Yeah. It's, it's, it's what you but, go but to a go movie and to see. Watch the series. Don't go just watch the last yeah. one. Okay. You're doing yourself a huge disservice. Realistically, watch Kong Skull Island first. Then watch Godzilla. Then, then watch Godzilla 2. And then he, next year is Kong versus Godzilla. He said it best before you got here. Is It's like, you know, you don't like or maybe don't know much about Elton John's music. Mm-hmm. You go see this new Elton John movie and you fucking hate it. Yeah, you're just like... Okay, who are you to say anything about that? You don't know shit about Elton John or his music and mm-hmm. you're not a fan. Of his so why would you even go see this movie to begin with? Yeah, but and this will bring up a broader point we've talked about earlier, like kind of extensively. But we'll get through the whole movie thing about how we just kind of forget about it. Like we're going to movies to have fun, and all of a sudden it has to be serious now and have some. No, it's a monster WWE match, and it's been building up the same way they built up Thanos. It's the same thing, but with just giant fucking dinosaurs. And they actually explain the purpose for all of them. So it's not just like some empty concept of just, oh, these monsters are here. Like, there's... there's, there's Each one's got some backstory, like yeah, a little yeah, dossier or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Nice. And I don't know. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And especially, I've, I went and saw the 2014 Godzilla in theaters because I like Godzilla movies. And uh, then went and saw Kong. And it was good. I fucking love that movie, actually. And apparently, I've heard, I've heard only good things about that. I didn't see that one. It's a good but, movie. Mm-hmm. Did you see the 2014 Godzilla? I no, I saw the one that came out before that in like ninety something. Well, that, that yeah, nineteen ninety eight. That yeah. movie would have been okay as a just a monster movie if they didn't call it Godzilla. That's kind of where the the Toho That's, got mad yeah. about it because it's a giant iguana. But that was somebody and, trying to make a modernized, yeah. like practical, Without sticking to the roots. Yeah, like. You, you don't stick to the roots, it kind of gets... It's just one of those kind of... Doesn't kinda, make any fucking sense. Yeah. yeah. But as a, a monster movie, that's a good movie to go see in the theaters as back in. I mean, yeah, Puff yeah. Daddy of all people. It was entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely go watch 
the first two movies in this series because they're both good. Like, and my dork self has been like researching a lot of the things on here, and apparently this is just the appetizer for the next movie. That mm-hmm. they really focused more on Kong versus Godzilla. Dude, and the advertising is one will fall. Oh, shit. Yeah. So it's not going to... I Because my, in my head, I was like, they're going to be doing some fucking bullshit Superman versus Batman mm-hmm. shit where it's like yeah. they Our fight for a little bit, name. but then realize that there's a larger threat. See, I actually think, honestly, that's going to happen, but after that larger it could threat's be. done... There's going to be two kings because there's King Kong, there's Godzilla, King yeah. of the Monsters. You can only but it said one will fall. So yeah, yeah, one but that doesn't mean fall. that doesn't mean one of them's going to die. But yeah, but I agree with you because especially after seeing this new Godzilla movie. So at the end, Charles Dance, Tywin Lannister's in it. Okay, and he's basically just playing Tywin Lannister, but yeah, he's like an, an eco terrorist. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, but yeah, exact same dude, just an eco terrorist. Okay, hang on, let me set this up for you. So. There's a part in the movie uh, that Godzilla bites off Gitter's head. And that's when they shoot the oxygen destroyer in there and they kill Godzilla and semi-kill Godzilla and Ghidorah comes busting out. So the subplot with Ghidorah is Ghidorah is not from planet Earth. He's always been an alien creature. He's always been, they call him Monster Zero. You know, he... Nobody knows they did in the movie. They yeah, called him Monster, Monster Zero. Because yeah. that's, that's a tie into if you've never watched the originals, you have no clue what that means. So he's he's always been alien. All the other titans are born of the earth. So Ghidorah is actually the one, and for the longest time, it was him and Godzilla fighting for Apex, you know, I'm the best, I'm the best. Mm-hmm. So he's got a different DNA, a different buildup than anybody else does. So Godzilla actually rips his head off, then the Oxygen Destroyer comes down, puts Godzilla out, and then Ghidorah busts out and regenerates a head. Shit. So at the very end, you see, uh, yeah, that character walking in with all these fishermen, and he is uh, like, what do you got there? And he shows up, and it's the original Gitter ahead. That and he the, buys it, like, on the black market. But in the movie, it talks about, like, he never really cared as much about the monsters. So another subplot is the one woman thinks the best way to rid the Earth of its impurities is to release these monsters to let it regrow. Like, we are the infestation, so... The monsters clear out everybody. It's all about a balance. balance. She's wanting to release them to help rebalance things, which, and the way it explains it from her thing, I think it made a uh, certain amount of sense. It's like, no, we've been polluting shit and doing shit, and they explain that the monsters give off a certain radioactivity that promotes, like, enzymes and growth. So where like San Francisco is destroyed in the first movie and they show San Francisco and it's like, it's like lush now. and rainforesty and it's great. Like so, humans. Yeah. yeah. So their thing is she's like, I want to release some of these because if we can form some sort of alliance and symbiosis, like otherwise we're definitely going to die. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's her whole motive. And uh, I don't know. I yeah, the human plot, it could. If they had made this movie three hours, they could have really fleshed out the human plot. Yeah. But people wanted to see fucking monster fights. That's what I wanted to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't go there so, expecting some long drawn yeah, out story. I don't I want. I don't be... want fucking some long drawn out shit explaining eco terrorism and all this. Like, explain it roughly and then give me monster fights. I just want to see monster fights. Yeah. Yada and, yada over this. And stuff. my complaint about the scale is minor. And the only reason you lost some scale is they gave you a shit ton of real wide shots. And so in which 
it's a trade-off. I'm getting these great wide shots of these monster fights, just like, you know, like that. But within that, you're losing some scale to compare it to like, oh, they're fucking huge because that's a building and this character I've been following is tiny. Yeah. You know, all that. So I'm down with that trade-off, really, is you get some gorgeous wide shots of just these monsters squaring up. And they're beautifully yeah. done too. They're not so like, gorgeous. And what, like the, the ending, especially because uh, so after Godzilla gets hit by the nuke, he gets you know he's supercharged, and they're like, dude, whatever they gave him, it's on steroids, and he's gonna blow. Mm-hmm. So as he's fighting Ghidorah, he just like Ghidorah knocks him out, and all of a sudden Godzilla just starts reinjecting, and he's walking, and he's red, and he's just melting anything in sight. And as soon as Ghidorah sees him, Godzilla he's just, almost emanating yes. like a heat, right? He's like almost yeah. the sun at this point. Yeah. So he just starts, like, popping and popping, and it melts Ghidorah. But I told him one of my favorite parts of the whole movie is the destruction goes down, and all of a sudden you see Ghidorah's head come out, and you're like, there's no way Ghidorah survived that. And all of a sudden it's Godzilla has Ghidorah's, like, neck, and he's eating it and, like, swallowing Yeah, it. you see Ghidorah's head raise up out of some yeah. rubble, and you're like, man, Ghidorah fucking survived that for real. And then it just keeps raising, and you see that it's yeah. Godzilla just with he's, Ghidorah's. He's like a snake eating a snake. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> no, it's like, I, I'll say, just like, anybody that's going to see it, don't go see this movie if you're just somebody that's looking to go see a movie. Yeah. Like, it's made for Godzilla fans. Yes. Like, that's what it is made for. But even for. if you just so go at the, the movie, very least, fun. go see the first two movies. That's why this movie exists. Is because there were two movies before it. It exists for that sole purpose. So, like, you're doing yourself a disservice. How does it tie into Kong Skull Island? So, Kong Skull Island takes place in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And uh, Monarch, that's when it was getting going, which is oh, the big okay. government. That's their shield. Yeah, all right, all right. And um, so it they ties in with that. It too. also ties in, the. it explains a lot about the Hollow Earth. And where the mon- the okay. like the origins of the monsters and it all goes together, man. I mean, all right. It it really is like you know it's not as deep as the Marvel universe, but it's like if somebody went and saw Endgame was like I didn't know what the fuck was going on. There was this giant purple dude they're wanting to kill exactly and they're time what traveling. What the fuck? Yeah, like you don't know what's going on. It's like sure you may recognize the character. I was a long time comic book fan, but I've not watched any of these movies. Like. No, do yourself a service and actually, like, yeah. watch the shit. Like, come on. It's worth it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and it, 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 I'm going to go ahead and tie into this right now because I've had this whole discussion lately about why we go to movies and how people are just, they, they forget it's supposed to be fun. It's like Jaws. Like, you go to Jaws back, like, they would have gave horrible reviews today. They would be like, that movie was awful, blah, oh, blah, yeah. blah, blah. But you go to movies to escape reality. We don't, like, I, that's why, that's the reason I go. Like, in-game. It's not possible. That'll never happen. Godzilla would never happen. That's why you go see it. Yeah. That's why you go. Mm-hmm. Which is something that I w- I've been thinking about is it, we're almost to a, like a line in the sand of where there's a difference between movies and like these big cinematic universes. blockbusters. Yeah, like, yeah. Where it's like, you need to go find out. It's happening. We need to know what happens. Yeah. You know? Where it's like, I'm not necessarily going to rush to the theater to see something like The Notebook. Yeah. Like. That's just to appease your woman. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, it's a good movie. Some I genuinely enjoy the, that like movie. Like when it came out, people probably rushed to the theater to appease their. Women. I saw. I saw that movie in theater. Yeah, I have never by seen myself the with a uh, can of ice cream. No, <laughs> but kind of another thing <laughs> people complain about Jurassic World, and what, what I, my counter argument to that is is being a kid in that age and seeing those movies, to where you want to go see it to see how it carries on, but you're also inviting your kids to those movies, so it kind of like becomes what you remember about movies. It's fun. You went with your family. You ate popcorn. You had sodas. You snuck in candy. All that good stuff. And at some point, we've just shifted this focus to be like, well, it has to mean something. It's like, it really does. It's supposed to be fun. You don't need to get a message from a movie. You just need to go enjoy it. It's your escape from reality. Yeah. See, I I enjoyed the, uh, the what you were just, the new Jurassic Park. The Jurassic first World. Jurassic the first World, half the was first great. New, the first new one, I did not like Fallen Kingdom at all. I watched I liked, I liked and like, felt the, like I was wasting the my time. island shit of Fallen Kingdom. But the thing is, they're yeah, not the, selling it to us anymore. They're selling it to our kids because that's going to carry it on for the next. Yeah, but the lady who was they like sold us. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I mean, even then, like, just between those two movies, the woman in the first one is the same woman in the second one who's like, we need to save the dinosaurs. Bitch, you were on and she didn't even the care. first time. Yeah, she didn't even care about them. She was like, oh, they're just... She didn't, and then she almost got killed several times, and now she's like, we're going to save them all. You can't kill them. Like, bitch, choose a side. But what I've heard, the newest one coming out is not a... It's, it, the original cast is coming back together, all the original cast, and it's not a sequel to Jurassic World. It's I've not more, heard this at all. Either. Yeah. See, this is where you, I'm telling you, I, my nerdiness, I'm a sci-fi fan. I love it. Like, <laughs> I, I, I could tell you about the Terminator movie, the Alien movie. Hell, let's talk about it. But I love Fuck sci-fi. Alien. That was always my, I just it was my escape from reality. So that's why I go to these movies, just excited to Dude, see the things. Dude, well, were, let's talk about this new Terminator movie for a second. Because the trailer came out. What do you know about that? Because I know very little. I saw that trailer. I know James Cameron's coming back and producing. It's been, they got it's, Tim Miller that did Deadpool. It's real hush-hush. So I'm hush. down for that. It's real hush-hush because uh, there's a website called Sci-Fied. And it's, yeah. just, it's just a bunch of dorks that get together and they talk about... No, tell me what you know, man, because... I'm excited about it. <laughs> so apparently they've molded the T-1000 with, like, it, it's a blend of all of them. So not only this one can be the metal form, but it can also be the liquid personal form, yeah. kind of like the original one. So it's a, it's a T-1000 that's covered in the original frame. So mm. Arnold's frame covered in a T-1000. So that T-1000 can go off and the original frame can stay behind. Hmm. Okay, like a twofer, yeah, kind of thing. But this one's supposed to be so more it's got focused like a on drone Sarah version. Fucking essentially, Skynet. like yeah. that that part of T one thousand can touch that, turn into that. Ah, hmm. but it can also leave behind the original skeleton version. But this one's focused more on Sarah Connor. Yeah, I mean she's coming back, Linda Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. and Arnold's back in it. He's he comes back for all of them though. I, yeah. I think it's just like yeah, I'm there. Pretty much, it's like, a cameo. We wrote another one, Arnold. Yeah, I think he's gonna have a big. He's gonna have a bigger part in this than anything. Like, yeah, it's actually gonna explain more. With when it's a this. direct sequel to Terminator Two, yeah, it's Terminator Three. It's not mm. an extension of the rest of. Them. Yeah, it is a. Yeah, they're assuming the rest of those movies after Terminator Two did not happen. Terminator oh, Two: Judgment Day. Yeah, it's a direct sequel to Judgment Day. Nice and. 
I don't I don't know what the fuck's going on. It's happening in modern day. Well, there's also so a Linda, girl Linda that's Hamilton's a hybrid too. Older. That's a good there's some to girl. I'm assuming what happens is it's the, John Connor is discovered like he dies and it's like, "Oh, no, you're actually the savior now." Yeah. And it's it, I think it's probably a blend cuz she comes back from the future from what I understand. So ah. it's probably John Connor's daughter and or replica. I, I don't know what it is. Okay. It's going to have some tie in from the future. Yeah. Just, I want to know how the Arnold T-800 is still here. Just like, he melted well, because, at the end of Because T2. it doesn't Can matter. Just, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter the, the, the skin. It just matters the frame because and the microchip. Because you could put that microchip in any yeah. other person and yeah. it would still be the same character. Yeah. Can we just talk about how great Terminator 2 was for a minute? Because oh, it's one of the... It was I so recently great. rewatched it. Was it was so good. Actually, twice. Like, it's worth it. It was in parts, but, man, that movie is so good. It's so good. Yeah. And it's a shame. It's really a shame. I can't remember his name, but the guy that plays John Connor in that, he had a real rough life after that. He's still out there doing shit, but he's oh, like yeah. been in and out of rehab and Did stuff. Did that movie come out before Jurassic Park? Yeah, it's 1992, I think. So. I think. Yeah, Jurassic Park was 93. Yeah. Right? yeah. So, yeah, man. Like yeah. Cameron. <laughs> yeah. No, Jurassic Park was 97. Was it 93? It was 93. It was 93 or 94. 97, I, I think, it was Lost World. I'm pretty right. sure. Yeah. You might be right. 98 was Lost World. You also might be right. I have no idea. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, sci-fi is my, my thing. So. <laughs> and it's kind of funny. Like James Cameron's coming back. People start realizing that you have to bring back the original people that create this to yep. keep, in it, order keep, to it, keep going. it going. Who's, who's directing the next Star Wars film? J.J. Yeah, they were like, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're going to get... Well, if you know anything <laughs> about J.J. Abrams, he comes from like real old-school filmmaking yeah. techniques of... He'd rather have more he like wants real to be life doing, scenes. Yeah, he want he got into filmmaking because of George Lucas and Spielberg. So mm-hmm. yeah, bring it on, bring it on. But I, I'm also seriously excited about Lion King. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna go see it because there again, it's tying in. I saw that when I was young in theaters as an animated, like you know, animated version, and now I get to re see the same story with my son as a live action version. See, I'm excited about Lion King coming out, but I could not give two shits about this Aladdin movie. Lost World came out in 97, guys. 97. Right. Got it. Uh, I got it. I think I said Lost World 97. I think you I think you guys said 93, 94. 93 is when Jurassic Park came out, and then Lost World was 97. I thought that's what we were looking at. Okay. Maybe that's what I was thinking. Maybe. Well, either way. Lost World came but here, out here's another reason I like Godzilla. It's kind of funny. We're talking about Jurassic Park. When I was a kid, I loved dinosaurs. I loved dinosaurs. And who was, the, to me, the biggest dinosaur of all was Godzilla. Except we didn't have Jurassic Park back when we were younger. We had the 60s Godzilla films where they're in big, giant costumes. Yeah. So to mm-hmm. watching it on screen, you didn't care about like story. You're just like, half those monsters look stupid anyways. I mean... No, it kind of had the same sort of self-parody that Jason and Freddy Krueger yeah. movies sort of We had, know what where, we are. Yeah, it can be scary, but it's kind of got an element of self-parody to it. It kind of got to that point where this Especially is... Especially once you get up to like six movies. Yeah. Yeah. And these movies, it's seriously just a modern take on a classic Godzilla yeah. movie. Like, And it actually, I would I highly suggest, before you go see Kong versus Godzilla, you need to watch the original. It is campy. It is, I mean, it is goofy, but there's a lot of things that, like, there's a part where, like, Godzilla, no, King Kong takes a tree and stuffs it uh, in Godzilla's mouth. <laughs> I guarantee you they tie that in the movie. And then when you see it, you're like, that yeah. makes no sense, but you go back and watch the original, and they're like, oh, I remember that yep. part. I remember this. 
In that movie, there's not a clear-cut winner. That's why, and this one makes more sense, because the original King Kong versus Godzilla, they both go in the ocean, they swim off, nobody really wins. So the tagline in this one says, one will fall. That's why I'm intrigued. Tells you that, hey. Is I assumed it was going to be some Justice League bullshit, but if one will fall. And that Mechagodzilla, mm. I mean, there's, you know, there's 17 Titans they talked about, and they only showed maybe, what, six in this one? No, maybe eight or nine. Well, they said 17, but they showed maybe, like, what, eight? Yeah, and there's King Caesar, there's Gigan, there's tons yeah. of these, like, monsters that are definitely, if they're going to tie in this far back, those are the original three. That's what makes sense about yeah. it. And they tied in a Muto, because that's kind of the original Godzilla from this so they're going to have all these characters. Which one's the giant turtle? That's Gamera, and that was actually not even... So Gamera was a different property than the other monsters. So from what I've understood, they've bought the rights to that. So they're going to have that. Uh, they're going to carry it on to as long as people can go to the theaters. Yeah, and not? the American yeah. audience is not going to sell it. It's going to be the Chinese. It's going to be the Japanese market because they all grew up. and That's their thing, so... One, with this movie, I where the 2014 movie, I was like, nah, this is a movie that's like, we're going to make Godzilla for people that don't necessarily like Godzilla. But this movie, it's like, no, this is an old yeah. school Godzilla movie, just with better graphics. And Kong Skull Island has a like very Jurassic Parky vibe. You've mentioned that. Like, it's yeah. a group of people go to an island, get lost, they got to figure out how to get off. And there's monsters. Mm -hmm. And actually, in the end credits, all the Titans are going to Skull yep. Island. Yeah, Every that's how they tie it up. Is like the end credits of this is uh, it shows all these newspaper clippings, and it shows like, oh, they're all going to Skull Island. What's there? Mm. King Kong. Now, mind you, but now he's forty years older yeah, and bigger. Yeah, I was about to say Kong Skull Island was almost forty years ago, so yeah. he's had time to grow and evolve into. So. Gotcha. But uh, I, Kang my, Kong, yeah, and it comes out next you. year, so there's no long wait. They yep. shot these like back to back. Uh, Kyle Chandler's back in it, so is uh, the girl from Stranger Things. And yeah, should be yeah, old movie. coach. But I've heard this movie like this was just the appetizer to what they're planning on the next one. Hmm. Hmm. But definitely go see it. It's a movie to have fun. It's a solid movie, but do yourself a favor. Watch Godzilla 2014 and Kong Skull Island. Doesn't really matter which order. Just watch them. Just do it. And forget life is supposed to be fun. So yeah, they don't have to be all serious with it. Yeah, yeah. suspend so, your disbelief. Is yeah, what you're just saying. movies are supposed to be an escape from reality. That's exactly what they're supposed to be. They're not supposed to. And once we start losing that, we're done. I mean, it's supposed to be fun. Go have fun, laugh, whatever. Some could argue Don't take that, it serious. that movies are supposed to be an expression of how you're feeling in life at the time. They, they can. can be. But, but they, you don't, you don't also go to Godzilla to for that. You don't go to Godzilla for that. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Some movies some movies definitely are meant for just watch this, enjoy it. That's why I'm glad that you got me into the Fast series. Otherwise, oh, I'd be like, God, Hobbs and Shaw looks Dumb. And there's a, but, it, but it's but gonna be it's fun as hell. Gonna be fun oh, as of course yeah. it's gonna be. Yeah, because that's what this movie they is. They preview they preview this one actually uh, in Godzilla, 
And there's one part I started laughing where he slamming his face. Oh, it looks super fun. It's ridiculous. Have you watched all those? Idris Elba is like, he's got superpowers. I was an import guy. Yeah, he's literally a superhero. He has superpowers. Villain, I guess. I don't know. It's tough to say. He's super villain. But see, the the good thing is they call it Fast and Furious Presents. It's not a direct sequel to, but they have Fast and Furious 9 and 10 coming out. Spinoff. That's true. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, I, I'm super jacked for Hobbs and Shaw. Go to movies to yeah. have fun. Yeah. Have some fun. No, I'm Eat super excited about it. I'll drink to that. Drink a lot of it. Sneak beers in. That's what movies are for. Yeah, definitely sneak yeah, beers definitely in. Definitely sneak some and beers buy in. that popcorn if bucket, guys. It's such a good deal. And Godzilla, you don't have to worry about when to crack a beer because it's allowed the whole time. Yeah. It's just like... And do not let your kid wear light-up sneakers into a movie. And if they're going to run back and forth in between everybody, take them damn things off. And don't bring them to a midnight show. Yes. Yep. Other than that, though, I need to close this out here. Yeah, let's go. What's uh? Do you have anything now coming up here? Uh, we got lots you of got good beer releases coming up. So, uh, little uh, expect a lot of good news coming from this department over here, and a lot of people collaborating before too long. So uh, we're going to have a show about this. I'm pretty sure when we're ready to drop this. Yeah. But. Mm-hmm. There's lots of good things in the work, and uh, we're going to partner with these dudes quite a bit. Personally, um, I don't have anything coming up. I Big River mm-hmm. always has. That's true. I can pitch no. our beers coming up. We yeah, gotta, what, gotta, what's going on with Big River? We're going to be having a Blackberry Berliner Weiss coming out on draft soon. Uh, we currently have seasonally a Margarita Goza, which is pretty good. We got our bourbon barrel Belgian back in, which is quite tasty as well. Uh, we also have a mild ale. It's like an amber, but super light. It's like mm. 4.2%. And we also have our Mybox still, which is the same thing as the mild, but like four times as strong. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet, They're sweet, all sweet. so good, and TC is an amazing brewist. No, TC is amazing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, guys, like I said before, get on down to Riverside. They help us out a lot around here. They're responsible for these beers. You can get all those down there. As for the Brew Chat Six Pack, they'll hook you up. They know what's going on. Talk to Tommy and uh, kick him in the shin. Don't really. That's mean. <laughs> I don't know why I said that, but maybe do a little bit. Figuratively. But uh, yeah, so we'll see you guys next week. Thanks, Eric. Jared, for coming Thanks. back as Glad usual. I can make it, yeah. And uh, yeah, guys, tune in next week. See what's going on. Cheers. Cheers.